Welcome to P&G's Dog Training Tips, a podcast providing advice and support to pet dog owners and dog training enthusiasts. Hosted by dog trainers Paula Stone and Georgia Selby and featuring special guest trainers from far and wide. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, here we are, guys. Uh, welcome to the first episode of PNG Dog Training Tips. Uh, in this episode, we would like to introduce ourselves a little bit about who we are and what we do as trainers, and also what to expect from the show. Hi, mate. Hello, mate. How are you? It's here. We're here. <laughs> we made it. It's the first podcast recording. I know, and I've just gone and squeezed me right like a plonk. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, for the listeners, who are you and your dog family? Who am I? I'm Georgia. Uh, my dog family are Gobby Bobby, Tilly the Terrorist, Bunkers Barry, but I do have other names, but I won't say, um, and Miss Edith, who I've just recently gained. Um, so, Gobby Bobby is a crossbreed. Who knows what he is? He could be a Collie Cross or a Terrier Cross. I think he's more Terrier. Tilly is a wide hair Jack Russell. Um, she is the one who rules the house, but we love that. Uh, Barry is my working cocker, who I do a lot of my training videos with and travel up and down the country with training with. Um, and Edith has just come on, but uh, she seems to like doing tricks, so I'm doing tricks with her, so it's pretty cool, really. Um, so what about you? Who are you and what's your family? Well Can I just ask you, is there anyone else in your family, Georgia? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah there are. <laughs> You'll kill me for that. I think we'll leave that bit in. No, yeah. <laughs> so my other half, uh, who's my biggest supporter, uh, is Andrew. He's a uh, head chef at a lovely pub in Chester. Um, he has helped me grow to the business to where it is. Um doing in so much now he has gone back to full-time work because he was helping me build the business for a few years um he's a great supporter i love him to bits and yeah even if he does drive me mad at times but i love him <laughs> so yeah that's my family my crazy family as everybody knows me so what about you well i'm paula um and i'm based in west yorkshire so there's a bit of distance between me and yes, you because you're yeah, manchester yeah. aren't you i'm cheshire now oh, cheshire, 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 cheshire darling, darling thank of you of course yeah um i'm in west yorkshire i'm based in oakworth um i run bronte canine services which is a, a dog training business that that runs sessions in oakworth and denholm and hebden bridge we've just opened our own center in denholm actually which know, we're quite excited fab. about i know it's amazing so in our family, there's me, of course. There's my partner, Mark, who again has helped me out a lot since I started the business years ago. Um, we've got two dogs. One of them's called Miko, and she's going to be 15 in August. She's a crossbreed rescue. We think Husky Collie. Um, yeah, she's hilarious. She's a great dog. She's a really great dog. And, and she does got... a lot old, does she? She right. does. Everyone says that, but when you see photos of her when she was young and she's got a black nose and she's now got a white nose, you go, oh, she's changed a bit. But yeah, she still looks really good for, for 15. Um, we've also got Lenny, who's got, his Sunday name is Lennox, so he, but he's Lenny the lurcher to us. He's a big lurcher, fawn and white, a uh, bit of a nervous character. Again, he's a rescue, he's from Dogs Trust. Um, we've had him about eight years 
and um, he's come on leaps and bounds really because he's had a really terrible yeah. time. So he's he's a great dog too. He's great very retriever. clever. He's a great retriever. Yeah, the sight hound. He can also do a lot of scent work. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, so that's Lenny. We've also well, I've got a horse called Brago. Um, who's an Andalusian and he's uh, he's a good friend. He lives down the road and we've got Mr Pinkman the cat who is the one that runs the house, let's face it. Mr Pinkman is in charge. Cats always do Of that. course, yeah. Um, but he's very clever as the cat and he navigates the rest of us very well. <laughs> I love that he navigates <laughs> So tell us about your business, Georgia. So my business, uh, I am Trails for Tales dog training. I originally started out as a dog walker um, did a bit of dog, dog, dog walking, uh, daycare and I also did a little bit of boarding. Uh, while I was doing that I was doing my training and now I have gone full time training in recent months as you well know. I have moved to Cheshire so I'm based in the Northwich area. Um, about my training, so I specialise in working with rescues um, as I've got three myself. Um, I'm currently helping out Cheshire Dogs Home at the moment. I also have a huge passion for gun dog training, so I do offer that. And I also offer puppies, and another thing I have gone into is working with children and adults, um, because I think there's not enough trainers doing that. Um, I actually specialise on my sessions just for that, so for owners that were wanting that, I do offer that, because I think it's really important um, to understand the dynamics in the house for dogs and children. Um, but my biggest passion probably is the rescues because obviously these dogs need a couple of, they've always had, um, this is their time for second chances and I like to be able to help them and keep the dogs in the home and so that the owners don't feel like they need to send them back because there can be quite a big turn um, in our rescue centres as I've seen at Cheshire's. Um, and yeah, so I'm sort of like an aftercare trainer. Um, that's really me. Um, do you want to ask any more questions about? Anything you think I've missed? I don't know if you want to say anything about the sort of methods you use when you ah, train. Ah, right, yeah. So I'm a, a reward-based trainer. Um, so I believe in positive reinforcement. Um, I think that gets you the best results. I think it gets the best ethically for the dogs and for the owners. Um, the thing is, I don't just train the dogs in a positive way. I like to train the owners. I think it's really important to um, treat them with kindness like we treat the dogs. Um, I'm a huge advocate for it, especially being in the gun dog world. There's not... There's not a huge amount of positive trainings. It's growing, but it's getting there. Um, so yeah, that's how I like to train. Um, and I've seen the results, especially with my oldest boy, Bobby. Um, he's come a long way, quite reactive. And then all through the way of reinforcement, positive reinforcement, he's absolutely excelling now. So yeah, that's uh, how I train. So what about you? Tell us about your business. What do you offer and what's your ethos? Well. Like you, I'm a full-time trainer now. Um, I, I particularly like delivering um, group sessions. Yeah. I'm a qualified youth worker. I used to be a youth work manager before. Uh, so I've got quite a lot of experience running groups and that's what I really enjoy. But I do like the one-to-ones as well because it's nice to see the dogs in their yes, own environment absolutely. and see what's going on within the home. Um, I offer everything from puppy training up to advanced dog training, adult dog training, one-to-one -one sessions. Um, and I can do training walks if that's what's needed. Nice. I, I like to do most of my one-to-ones in the new centre now because we've yeah. got enough space and the right equipment. But if somebody can't make it to the centre or it's not suitable for the dog, then I'm quite happy to go to their house as well. And like you, we met, didn't we, at yep. the Association of Pet Dog Trainers Absolutely. in Scotland? 
So I'm a reward-based trainer too. Um, I like to use marker words or clickers when I yep, train. Absolutely. Um, but again, you know, it's all about training people. It, it, the people are the gateway to the dogs. So if you alienate yep. the people, you're not. You're we not don't really train dogs. dogs. We train people. <laughs> Only our own when we get time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When we get time. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's kind of what we offer, uh, and we do cover quite a large area because we've got Hebden Bridge, Denholm, yes. and Oakworth. Um, Denholm's the base, so everything happens at Denholm. Hebden Bridge does um, at the moment we're doing puppy training, adult beginner training, and I've kept on my advanced group there because I didn't want to lose them. Yeah, they, 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 they've been there a long time and they still want to keep coming, yeah. so we're keeping that on. But all progressions now at Denholm. And in Oakworth, we're just doing puppy training and adult beginner training, but everyone's welcome to come to the centre um, where we'll be expanding and doing weekend sessions soon as well. Um, Hopefully I'll be hosting one. Well, you will be. Hey, <laughs> Absolutely. Hey. Um, in terms of our ethos, really, I just want to provide good quality training that makes a difference to Absolutely. people and their dogs. And I want to make it affordable so that people can access good quality training, even if they're not loaded <laughs> so yeah. you know I think yeah. that's important I don't think price is always a reflection of quality um, I think qualifications and skills are a reflection on quality so um, I do say to people if they want to pop in for 10 minutes and watch a session before they sign up Brilliant. they can actually get to see what it's like before they commit um, but yeah, that's me. Yeah. So you're pretty similar. We're similar, aren't we? S same but different. Yeah, same but different. <laughs> if you've seen us, you'd know. <laughs> so talking about being a trainer then, Georgia, what was your driving force to become a dog trainer? So um, <clears throat> it's quite a hard one. Um, so previously to be a dog trainer, I was a chef. Um, as most of us dog trainers, we all grew up with dogs. I grew up on a farm, a dairy farm, so we had the dogs and... I'm an only child, so my best friends were the dogs. So we used to literally troll the country everywhere together. Had a huge passion for animals. Um, unfortunately, due to family circumstances, um, I didn't go down that career. And obviously the farm fell through. I didn't go that career. So I went left school very early and I went into chefing. Uh, so I was a chef originally. Um, I did chefing for about 10 years, but unfortunately, due to the hours and some personal stuff, I had a breakdown. And um, my wonderful other half knew I had a passion for dogs, knew I loved dogs, and decided to take me to the rescue centre. Um, so I went to Manchester Dogs Home with Matt, and uh, that is where I got Gobby Bobby from. And he was the dog that introduced me to training. He was the dog that made me sit up and go, okay, I can't just, can't just take you for a walk. There's other issues going on here. Um, he, he didn't, he gave me a honeymoon period, as we know the classic with the uh, rescue. Um, he didn't really display anything at first, but I think now when I look back, I think he was just trying to work out the situation. I know that he'd come back to the home four times as a stray. Wow. Um, so I know, and they had got in contact with people, no one wanted him. So I knew there was something there. Uh, wasn't sure what, but he was okay. First day I got him, he got me up at five in the morning. Oh. I'd never, and this is the thing, in why having my breakdown, I hadn't been out the house for like three weeks. I would only go out the house every so many weeks. And I had to get up, didn't I? Because obviously I used to live in a flat then, so I had to get up and take Bobby out. So... 
I took Bobby out and uh, he got me out of the house basically and I thought, right, okay, so there I am, 5am in the morning with my pyjamas and Bobby <laughs> trolling the streets, just like taking for a loo. He got, came back. Um, so a couple of months down the line anyway, I started to notice a few things. He could be quite reactive. He also um, tried to escape the house twice um that was quite interesting mm. um he was not very engaging um he is quite a quiet dog anyway i mean i know i call him gobby bobby that's other things but as an actual dog he's quite difficult to read um so he started to chase joggers bikes reacted in tap nails and i thought oh, blimey okay i've got to do something here so this is where the journey began so i went to a class local uh, in manchester to a lady called pam another APDT member. Um, I went to her classes with Bobby. Bobby did really well. We came on leaps and I just absolutely loved it. And I said, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to go. So I did my citizens with him. Um, and there on, I asked Pam if I could assist her. So I did. And <clears throat> so from that journey um, of assisting and then obviously I started to walk people's dogs from people were asking me because I was an assistant at Pam people were asking me if I'd walk their dogs so I did and through that I started to pay my education obviously doing the APDT course and Zenimars and other courses my APDT has to be one of my favourite um, and from there yeah basically then Tilly came and then all my other two came and then before you know it I was training all these years later here I am uh, difficult start um, best thing I ever did. I love people in general anyway. Um, I love, like I said, I love my dogs and just to see, to help people and to get where I am now is just amazing. Okay, so yeah, what about you? Um, well, similar to you, I got the rescue dog, didn't I? I left home at 17 and I got a, a puppy and I had her for 15 years and she was marvellous. She was great. I took her everywhere. I thought I knew everything about dogs at that yeah. point because I'd had a dog for 15 years and she turned out perfect, so look at me. And <laughs> the best. <laughs> but after, you know, while I still had that dog, I think Shona, Shona was her name, she was a lurcher, I got Miko when Shona was about 10. And Miko is a rescue husky collie. I got her from my local vet. My local vet knew me quite well and asked me if I'd take her on. And I did, and uh, I thought, oh my God, I don't know anything about dogs. What is going on? She was like, she'd never been in a house. She was a street dog. She ate my records and oh, chewed no. my sofa, and my records, my vinyl, I know. <laughs> chewed my sofa, bust out of crates, ran loose. She was um, peed everywhere. It, she was just, but she's such a lovely dog, so kind. I yeah. thought, I can't get rid of her. She's lovely. We need to work on this. So I found a... Um, I found a, a club to join. This was actually before I had the internet. So wow. I, I had to look it up in the yellow pages. And I found a club and uh, I, I didn't know of anything about dog training at all. And I went to this club and I went to this club for five years, actually. And, and it didn't feel right. And the yeah. dog was something she would do. Other things, it just wasn't working. Um, and I, I did get her to, at that club, I got her to silver, the good citizens, but there was no way we were ever going to get gold. And uh, 
it seemed like a very long time. She did win Dog of the Year once there, but we, ju you know, it just wasn't didn't feel right. And I dropped out of training when I got my second rescue, Lenny, after Shona had gone because he was a sensitive soul, and I saw him not reacting well within that situation. And I actually stayed away for training for about two years. Oh, why then? Because I thought I don't like dog training. It's not nice. <laughs> and then I found. Um, the tail waggers in, based in Leeds and I started taking my dogs there and I fell in love with it again so I thought actually I really like dog training and my dogs were doing really well and learning things really quickly and yeah. Miko got a gold, Lenny got up to gold within 10 months I think and I thought flipping heck this is brilliant I, I want to do it so I found the APDT and signed up and got a placement with those guys and, and, and the rest <laughs> is history yeah yeah so what do you love about being a dog trainer, Georgia? What do I love? Oh, there are many things. I think for me, it's seeing people's face, getting, letting them know when you've been to see people, they've been to your classes, seeing that progress, seeing that connection, seeing that mm. bond, and obviously seeing, especially the ones that have really struggled with the relationship with that dog, just watching them grow as a team and just seeing this beautiful journey go on i just love that i absolutely love that and i suppose that's a bit like me as when i was back in as a chef i used to love to cook for people so i love i love making people happy and seeing that with the dog happy seeing this change and, and them as well that has to be it um obviously what dwells i absolutely love watching what and um, how amazing our dogs can be mm. the things that they one can put up with for some things honestly but just the amount of things and behaviours we can teach them and how they understand these behaviours, it just absolutely blows my mind. You know, whether it's whether with the science or not, these creatures are amazing creatures. Mm. The things that we ask them to do, the things that we ask them to cope with, the thing, everything, they're just such a resilient little creature who just wants to please us, do so much for us. And to watch the different, like from agility, from dancing, from gun dog, they will apply themselves to everything and they will just look at us and go, what are we doing? And mm. I just love that, absolutely love it. And especially through the reward based training, they just go, what have we got? Mm. Like my, my, especially my Barry being a working cocker, he's like, mum, sees the clicker, he goes nuts, tail's going mad. He's like, oh, what are we doing? And I just <laughs> love that look of, come on. <laughs> can't beat it so what about you what do you love about being a dog trainer well I think it's that instant feedback that you get yeah. when you know these methods are, are so um successful that yeah. you can get really good results fairly yeah. quickly a lot of the time if you apply them right and and watching like watching your own dogs do it you think you get that constant feedback but then teaching someone else and watching their face when their dog does it oh, is, is awesome so I, I think that's the best thing really you know and, and like you seeing situations move from being a bit dire to pretty cool yeah yeah <laughs> i like that really yeah it's the tough ones isn't it the yeah, and there are there are a few aren't there sometimes yeah. so what don't you like if anything about dog training is there anything that hmm i think sometimes it's really tricky if you can see a dog's potential yes and it's not able to reach that potential because of human barriers yes um and I, I i totally understand people have lives and routines or environmental factors um sometimes it can be a bit tough when you when you're putting a plan in place and it it 
it can't be delivered. However, that does sort of make you engage your problem-solving skills. Um, yeah. But also, you know, it's only happened to me twice, but there have been two situations I've gone to and I've walked away thinking, that poor dog. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the only thing, really. Well, that and not getting paid, but that doesn't <laughs> happen very often. <laughs> <laughs> that's really annoying yeah <laughs> what do i um dog training um i i think for me it's not so much my owners um i think it's other trainers in this industry i find difficult um i think i think this industry can be bitchy um and i think it can be quite competitive um and I understand that everyone's got to run a business, but sometimes I think, especially the trainers with our same ethos, I think we should work together instead of logging heads together. I think there can be groups out there that log heads instead of saying, you know what, let's work. We all believe in the same thing. We all know it's like how it's meant to be applied. Let's work together. I think there should be more working together, but everyone see quite a lot of trainers like to bring one trainer down and not another. And I don't, I, that's, that's the only bit of the industry that I struggle with. Do you think that's because of that statement, there's only one thing you can get two trainers to agree on? Have you heard that one? No, I've not heard that. <laughs> I have not heard that. If, if you put two trainers in a room, there's only one thing you'll get them to agree on, and that is that that other trainer over there is doing it wrong. Yes, I get oh, <laughs> like that. So that's quite, I think, yeah. a lot of people have said that. I've heard that quoted many times. I just... That, that is it, really, because, you know what, there's so many fab trainers out there, we should work together, you know, um, and I think we should really rally with each other, because I think it's more beneficial for the owners instead of us being at war, so, yeah, I, I, I would just like a more, I suppose it's a bit like Brexit, isn't it? Easy, easy, we're not going there, because <laughs> we'll be at loggerheads. <laughs> Anyway, move on from politics <laughs> swiftly. <laughs> I've not had that experience personally with the sort of loggerheads. I've, yeah. I've got quite a nice network of trainers that I work with. And I think it really does depend maybe where you're located. Yeah. Um, but I've got, you know, at our place we're going to have loads of people coming and teaching. I don't think it's so much local. I think it's what I see on the internet. Stop looking at. I know, you know I shouldn't. What. I know. <laughs> Stop looking no, at. No, I'm just you know because because I love you like you know I adore you and I have my network of friends which you, you know about majority of them and we're such a great network. Mm -hmm. I just wish that we could spread it out further. That's what it is. I sound like a mm -hmm. sound like a tree hugger there, don't I? And I, you know, I'm not like you. <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> I'm sure she just got away with calling me a tree. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on then, Georgia. Tell me. Who have been the most I'm influential... I'm so not guys, you'll learn this, right? <laughs> I'm going to the mic here. I can be a little bit cheeky at times. <laughs> Georgia, who have been the most influential mentor, mentors in your... I can't, I'm, we'll have to edit that bit out now. Who have been the most influential mentors in your journey? The most influential... Well, obviously Pam first, because if it wasn't for Pam, I wouldn't have even started helping me with Bobby. Um... Another one who's huge in my life is Chris Mancini. She's the uh, currently the chair of, um, should I say, director of the AFEDT. Uh, she's an amazing lady who, um, when I met her on the course, has took me on such a journey and helped me so much with my other um, dog, especially Barry. Um, and she's just an amazing teacher, really. Her, I mean, uh, Pam was great. Pam um, has her business. She has a grooming business and also trains kids at college 
Um, she was brilliant to me. I think I was with her for four years. So she gave me a lot, um, became a good friend. And then obviously Chris. And I'm trying to think, really. Um, I suppose there's another lady who I really am getting fond of, and that's Jules Morgan. Um, obviously, because of the gun dog work I do, um, I feel like I can go to her. She's brilliant for the gun dog stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'd say they're my three mentors. Um, and obviously, my mum. Always my mum. Oh, I've got to say you. my mum because my mum's an amazing woman. <laughs> if I don't say my mum now, she's going to be like, Oi! <laughs> Sunshine! <laughs> no, I have to I have to say my mum. My mum and my dad have been brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's difficult one. It's quite a difficult one to... It's not a difficult one to answer, but it's a difficult one to explain why because only you know it's personal. Yeah, I think but that's the, a good enough answer. Yeah. I think that covers it. Yeah. Um, when I think of my mentors, it's got to be Angela Lowry from yeah. Tailwaggers because if I hadn't found her, I never would have got back into training, I don't think, especially yeah. after my first experience. So um, Angela's got quite a few places across the board, Leeds and Harrogate area that she trains in and she's she's really good at training up assistants she's got you know I like yeah. she's got a natural ability with dogs but she also uses really good methods and those two things combined mean yeah. that she's just a great person to be around so I've, I've really enjoyed working with Angela and we are collaborating on a few things now which is really nice so we've, yeah we've we've kept our friendship going so that's nice but again you know like you Chris Mancini unreal. she's a wonderful woman she's hilarious she's unreal. Um, Pringle I've got to say this for her but she loves Pringles anybody wants to know <laughs> and I'm Scott <laughs> she's done a she's done a really great job in training trainers to be Absolutely. as good as they can possibly Absolutely. be she's really good at relaying information in a way that's engaging and um, doesn't make you feel like an idiot. No, it's so true. <laughs> she's, yeah. she's great, and she's done things with her dogs that are enviable. I think. Yes. So, you know, well, Duffy can, was in EastEnders, he wasn't was, he? Duffy was was Trump. Um, Tramp. That's it. Tramp ah. in EastEnders. That's one of Chris's dogs. So yeah, uh, definitely Chris Mancini, um, and also for helping us to continue to work with her yeah. and learn more. Is, has been really, really good. So, yeah, Angela Lowry and Chris Mancini, that's yeah. my Well, team. you have to think they've all become really good friends now. Yeah. And, you know, to the point where we're, like, working with them. Mm. That's where we've come, and that's just amazing. Absolutely, yeah. You yeah. know, in our eyes, legends. Legends. I like to call myself a Mancini, though. I call myself the minion, Man Mancini, Mancini minion. The Mancini <laughs> minion. She'll love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, Georgia, can you tell me, what is the one common myth about our profession that you want to debunk or that you dislike? Ooh. Ooh. I think we might fight over this one. I know, I know. This could be... Um... How, how do you pick one? Just um, one? That we earn loads of money. Yeah, yeah. Because of one-to-one -to -one prices. Mm. Um, I have to say this. So if owners are hearing me, uh, we don't. Um, unless we're doing back-to-back one-to-ones, which I'd like to know any trainer that is doing back-to-back -to -back one-to-ones, then yes, I might be a millionaire, but there's no chance. I mean, we're talking about sometimes two to, to... It can be two one, two one week, or it could be ten. You just don't know, you know. It all depends on what people are wanting. Um, so... Um, Oh, another one. It's the background as well with that, isn't it? Yes. So it's the prep beforehand, yeah, your time studying, all your books, all your videos. Absolutely. Videos, DVDs, yeah. isn't it, these days? DVDs. DVDs. <laughs> you know, and then it's the write-up afterwards. Yeah. So, and all the correspondence. Yes. All of that, when you actually look at the cost, 
means that it's pretty good value for money, yeah. I think. Yeah, because I had one of my old clients, I used to want to love him, bless him, but he did say, you must be loaded, you! Oh, God. And I was like, do I look it? Because if you see me, guys, I look quite feral most of the time. <laughs> But um, I'm trying to think if I've got. You've got to imagine other. how much would you how much would you pay a plumber if they came to your Absolutely, house? Absolutely, yeah, you exactly. Um, I'm trying to think what else I'd like to debunk in the train dog training world. Um, I suppose I would like to debunk. Um, oh, I don't know if this is more of an opinion or debunk. I don't know. Like, obviously, the control element of. It's quite ingrained in our um, society of obviously the old methods and obviously the old beliefs of alpha rolling and stuff like that. And if ideally, I would like that to be gone. Do you know what I mean? So that we can understand, so that owners don't even have to think about that. Because unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'd like that to, you know, as you know, as the internet, there's so much conflict in advice. Mm. And then when we do have them owners who go, well, I need to eat before my dog, I need to walk past before my dog, I need to dominate my dog, I need to do this, I need to do that. And if if that could be just, they would understand that and it was just a broad spectrum thing, I think I think we would, uh, that's what I'd like to debunk basically, so that we wouldn't have to walk into something and they already are putting a lot of things up saying I have to be this and this with Mm. my dog unfortunately there's such a variation within training and you've really got to find the the trainer that works for For you you. and and not just that but the methods that work for your dog and and that leads me on to what I would have said for that question which was absolutely that that it's a complete myth as far as I'm concerned that you need to dominate your dog in order to get them to do or to work with you, not do what you want them to yes, do. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I can tell you it's a myth because I've done both methods yeah. <laughs> with my dog. And when you're working with a husky-type dog who is much more independent than, say, a collie or a shepherd, um, I can tell you now you want to be their mate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they're just going to get lost. <laughs> they don't want to work with you and, and they won't be dominated. What are you doing today? Absolutely. So... <laughs> Uh, that that was Same what I was going to say. Same yeah. with my Tilly. She'd just look at me and go, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Do you and the know? sensitive breeds as well. If you start yeah. going from those methods, Shut you can down. actually do a lot of harm. Mm. So, yeah, I, I'm totally with you on that one. And I think the proof is in the pudding, really. Yeah. If you try a positive trainer, a good positive trainer, and But that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good one. But any good yeah. and bad in any profession, Absolutely. you know, um, traditional or, or more modern you'd still get good and bad. So you need to look at reviews, don't you? And, yeah. and need to go by word of mouth and things like that. Or go and watch a session. Yeah, ask them. That if I a good think. trainer will not be shy of having you in to watch. Absolutely, yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. So, Georgia, being a dog gra- training geek, a dog training geek like me. <laughs> oh, I've never been a geek before. Um, You're a geek now, kids. <laughs> we love to attend as much courses and seminars as we can. What's been the best one you've attended recently? Oh, you know what I'm going to say. APDT. <laughs> Obviously. Um, APDT has to be one of the best ones I've ever attended. The foundation and the part two and even the part three. Um, they, the support I've had, the education, how they laid it out, everything. Brilliant. Mm. Um, all these years down the line, I just feel like, and I've become, I feel like, I, like I, we, as you know, we're, we've got our assessment this year. No. 
Um, I won't talk because I can see a nervous face no. going there. But um, <laughs> let's not talk about it yet. I've re- I'm really building up to that. I'm 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 really nervous because it means so much to me. Why I love the APDT not just because of the courses that they did to me, but what they stand for. Mm. It's everything they stand for. Their their um, their code of conduct is fantastic. Um, kind, fair, and effective training. That's like I have that as one of my catch lines on my website and stuff because I just believe in it and I and they've just taught me so much where I when I went from them I just expanded out to wanting to learn so much more um you know I've been on quite a lot of seminars I am currently at the moment on the gundog um training academy course with Helen Phillips and Jules Morgan um I'm really enjoying that I've had my ups and downs with it um but I think that's more due to me and Barry (laughs) being a hard-wired working cocker with hard-hunting instincts. So at times I've had tears and I've not had tears. So owners, you're not the only one to go through problems. Um, but that is becoming, I've really, on my last month, I absolutely loved it. Um, I do think I'm gaining a lot from it. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah. I've got, like, like I said, I've been on plenty of others, but the ones that stand out to me at the moment have to be them too. Mm. Um what about you? Well, I mean, you know, the APDT has been immense. Yeah. I've done all three courses like you. Um, I'm currently doing the advanced diploma in canine behaviour management. That's been really challenging. It, it, it's been a bit of an eye-opener. I'm really enjoying that. But a seminar that I went to recently that I really enjoyed was, um, I don't know if anyone's heard of him, Craig Ogilvie. Oh, yes. Yeah. Haven't you got him coming to your place? Ooh, I might have. Oh, yeah. I haven't Ooh. announced that yet, Georgia. <laughs> But yes, Craig Ogilvie's definitely one to watch. He was uh, comes across as really kind. Yes. He knows his stuff. He like, really knows his stuff. I, I, he really answered questions very thoroughly. And uh, the way that he works with dogs and, and people is, is yeah. pretty inspiring, really. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, so that's it, really. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah I've, um, I've got his books. I've got his book. He is good. I watch him a lot quite on... Um, Facebook and Instagram, and he's he just comes across so well, doesn't he, as a trainer? Yeah, it seems like he's a kind man to people and yeah. dogs, I think. Yeah. That's that, how I'd sum him up. I, su- I suppose I attend now more workshops than anything, so, like, training, because obviously I, I am more of a hands-on person than a sit-down person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Well, okay, you, I'm, I'm going to answer ask? this one. I'm going to ask this one. So, if you could give all the... All dog trainers love love their books. What's your favourite and why? Oh, I don't have a favourite book, Georgia. Oh, mention <laughs> a few of them. I've got loads of books. Um, I never was a big reader until I became a dog trainer. And now I would say I'm a big reader. I've always got my nose in a book. Um, the one that turned everything on its head for me was The Culture Clash by yeah, Jean Donaldson. Book. It's a classic, isn't it? It's but I've got to mention it. Um, however, I've got so many books now and I love them all because they're all specific to different things. Absolutely. Especially my behaviour stuff. I mean, goodness me, I've even got pharmacology books now and, <laughs> you know, I never thought I'd have that. Um, so I think that most trainers would say their books are their prized possessions. Absolutely. And, and all of my books are my prized possessions, yeah. I think. So I can't pick one. <laughs> what about you? So obviously I like uh, Birch and Bailey, um, How Dogs Learn. That was quite um, 
for somebody who's dyslexic and obviously with the science, that was really clear for me. Yeah, it is well written. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Um, because of, I can struggle with anything academic, um, but do you know what? With dog training, I can just read and read books. Mm. I just really enjoy it. It's like, amazing how well you can do when you're into something. Absolutely, isn't it? yeah. I can just pick up a book. So I'm reading. Um, another one I really enjoy is Retrieving for All Occasions. Uh, that is a fantastic book. Um, that is um, a gun dog book, but there's exercises in there that you don't. Your dog doesn't have to be a gun dog at the end of the day. I think it's just a brilliant book. It's very good for impulse behaviours and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Teaching how to deal with hunting skills, teaching even things to heal work. So this is. It might sound like it's aimed at gun dogs, but you can also apply this to other dogs. Um, so I really enjoy that. Dominance, fact or fiction? I think that's a really. Even though it's small, it's really good it's really good that's barry eaton isn't it yes it is yeah 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 brilliant book um god there's loads you could list them off couldn't you you so i'm not going to don't go through your whole show i know i was like i literally in my head i was thinking (laughs) i'm just i'm just watching my my bookshelf i think we're living in exciting times because there's really good quality reading material out constantly now so we've got books on tap now we could spend and do spend a fortune on it (laughs) i'm constantly proud (laughs) <laughs> All right, then it's daft question time. If you could pick a breed, what breed do you think you are most like and and why? <laughs> What's this look like? And tell me about his traits. Right. Now, I am scruffy looking at the best of times. I can be a bit feral. Um, now, I'd have to say I'm going to be a crossbreed. Okay, but these are my breeds I'm going to cross with. Terrier. So I'm going to say my Jack Russell. And a spaniel. Now, please, I don't recommend that we breed this. I'm just putting that out there. Please I'm don't do it. I'm feeling tired just listening to yeah. it. <laughs> this is not a new designer breed. This is just me talking about um, what I would be. Um, yeah, so it would be a spaniel's cross with a terrier. Uh, terrier's the independence because I can be quite independent and mind thinking and I will only do something so many times. Um, and then if I like it or not, I might carry on. If not, oh. That's the um, thing. That's how terriers, to me, are owning a couple of terriers. Um, my spaniel, I'm busy. I can't sit still. I always want to work. I always want to do something. Um, I wouldn't say I've got my nose in everything in hunting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to put the lid back on the biscuits. <laughs> yeah, put it on. <laughs> um, I'm busy. Um, can't sit still. Asking me to do a sit stay myself would be bloody hard. Um, yeah, I'd say I'd say them. I like. I think I like about the terriers. They're determined. I'm quite a determined person. Um, I, that's well. I'd say same with spaniels. They will work all day. Um, and obviously the spaniel ears and the hair scruffy. I think that's me. And then the wired hair as well. Um, but yeah, definitely. Oh, and I'm quite gobby. <laughs> Both breeds can be gobby at times. So, yeah, that's what I would be. What about you? What would you be? What breed? What traits and why? And that you look like. I, well, that I look like. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't pick a breed, actually. Yeah. I would pick, I think, more about the dogs that I've met in my life. Okay. And, and what I would definitely be like my dog, Miko. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Did you? Yeah. Because she, she, do you know what? She's a little rascal. She's so mischievous, but she's brilliant. She's so funny. Um, yeah. she really, she's really good to be around. She's good company, but she, uh, 
she is a very independent dog and yeah. uh, she you you need to work with Miko in a specific way otherwise Miko will not work with you and that's a little bit like <laughs> me <laughs> um she's also you know she's she <laughs> she has some behaviors that's slightly challenging and uh, I think my other half would completely agree that I can be quite irritating sometimes uh, do you know what I'm, I'm going to say that yes my other half would agree with that <laughs> um, so I think I would be most like Miko I think um we found each other for a reason and yeah I'm I'm, I'm like my dog Miko not so much Lenny because he's very sensitive yeah he's I... quite sensitive and he gets a bit fearful bless him you are sensitive you can be I can be sensitive I don't get fearful no I would describe myself as fairly confident. Yeah, you are confident, but you have your moments. Yeah. Like we all do. But yeah, I'm I'm like you. I've got my three rescues. I suppose it's quite weird. We've, I've had um, quite a challenging few years before the dog training. And it's like my dogs had had that. And we sort of like, you reflect a bit like your dogs. I do think mm. owners are a bit similar to their dogs' characters and to their looks. There are definitely some dog owners who look like their dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's even competitions like that. Absolutely. In the, in the shows, yeah. There? Well, we have one at Cheshire Dogs Home, and the girl I know who helps, going to help me assist when I start classes there, she literally um, had Spaniel and tied the ears up on, oh, her, really? on herself to look like the Spaniel, and she did. You could do that. <laughs> you could, could do that. I could do that you? for Barry. Couldn't I think I? we should dye your hair black and do that in the future. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm blonde through and through. <laughs> <laughs> so, Georgia. For anyone who's wanting to be a dog trainer, what advice do you wish you were given when starting? Ooh, what do I wish I was given? Keep going. Um, don't think... No, because I was given that. Keep going. Um, to be honest, I think I was given quite good advice. Um, but for me, I, w I will repeat that anyway. I think um, don't get too emotionally involved. Um, get too emotionally involved to an extent, but there's sometimes you're going to have to let certain things go mm. um, for whatever reasons. Um, you have to really love this job to do it. Absolutely. Because it will it will come where you are, um, physically and mentally. Um, make sure you give yourself a break. Um, I know me and you are not very good for that. Um, What's that? What's the break? <laughs> yeah. Um, I struggle. I struggle sitting down for a day my best of times. Um, yeah, learn to give yourself a break. I have told one of my assistants this because she works really hard. Um, I think you need to be able to take time away. Maybe have a hobby away from dog training. Um, I think it's good to have something separate so that you can take your mind away. Um, but I would say... If you really love it, go for it. This is an absolutely awesome industry to be a part of. There's something so rewarding about it. Um, yeah, and I don't think you're going to be rich off it either. I have to say that. Um, this is definitely a passion. This is not a money make. I'm not saying you can't earn money because you can, um, but I wouldn't go in it and go, okay, I can earn X, Y, and Z off people because that wouldn't be the right way to look into it. Um, do it because you love it. So, what would you say? Oh, and look for a good mentor. Well, yeah, I mean, I was quite lucky like you, yeah. really. I, I did a lot of research before I paid for any courses and I found the right one, thank goodness. So, thank goodness I found APDT. But um, I think I would say do your research and get a good course. And yes. also recognise that 
this is a long journey. Yeah. I don't think, you know, there might be all sorts of claims out there on, you know, different adverts and whatnot, but... Yeah, it doesn't happen you in You can't be hours. a dog trainer no. in four days. You can't be no. a dog trainer in, in even a year, I don't think. No. Um, it, it's, a, it's a lot of hours working with your mentor before you even start your learning. Yeah. If you haven't even done that, then you go to do your learning, it's like from scratch. Absolutely. Um, and then it's doing all the courses, and that's forever. It's not... I'm going to do one course and then I'll be a dog trainer. Yeah. It's forever. <laughs> Don't quit your day job when you first start. No, I didn't do that. That was a good good move. Went part-time, did the business, and then, then moved into the business full-time. That's good advice. So, yeah, I think it's a long haul. It's it's an amazing journey. Um, it's for the most committed, I reckon. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd say, yeah, just be careful where, where, you, where you train. Um so, Georgia, if anyone wanted to contact you or, or know more about where you're based, where can they find you? So, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Trails for Tales Dog Training. Um, I'm also on Instagram, same name, Trails for Tales Dog Training, uh, Twitter. And you can find my website at trailsfortalesdogtraining.com. Um, so if you fancy having a chat with me, I do a range of things. Like I said, I run an adoptions life skills course, I have puppy classes. I also do one-to-ones, uh, especially with children and adults, and also normal one-to-ones. And I also offer video online consultations. So Ooh. for people who can't or can't make training or don't have the time but would like to do it half an hour or an hour with me so that they can do it at home, we can do that for them. So, yeah, you can find me on there. Um, I'm always around and about. Um, I'm quite good at replying to my emails. I'm not. I'm pretty quick. So, yes. Yeah, so if you want to get in touch with me or you'd like to know more about me, please do. So, what about you, Paula? Um, I've got the website www.brontecanineservices.co.uk. There's a contact us page on the website. Yeah, so, I have but that. You, you can also read through all the pages and see which venue suits you and what the services are. Um, I've got a Facebook page. Uh, I do post on it fairly regularly. I would say it's not my first love, but I'm trying really hard. Um, You're getting there, aren't I'm you? I'm getting, getting there. there. There's a few years between me and you, Georgia, isn't there? So, not that many. <laughs> well, um, you don't look it. Thanks, so. mate. So, uh, so yeah, I do post on Facebook. I have got an Instagram. I have to admit, I'm not great at Instagram. I'm still learning how to use it. I've got a Twitter as well, which you I, need you to know, learn about hashtags. You. What even is that? <laughs> Hashtags. Yes, I will learn about that. Yeah, I'll add it to the list. Um, yeah, so Facebook, website, that's that's the best two ways. I, yeah. I answer my emails normally within 24 hours. Aren't you doing YouTube? Are you going um, to be doing? I am going to be doing some stuff on YouTube, yeah. but I wouldn't check me out on there just okay. yet. Okay, okay. Uh, that's, that's sort of in the pipeline. Um, but yeah, contact me via email, info at brontecanineservices.co.uk. Oh, sorry, I forgot to say... Um, also, I do dog aid training. I forgot to say that um, too earlier on on my website. Uh, yeah, so dog aid is a charity um, that we that we help pet owners uh, with any physical disabilities uh, train their pet dogs to be assistant dogs if they pass the criteria. Um, so I also help in that. So there will be links on my page for that as well. So sorry to interrupt you, mate. That's all right. Last but by no means least, you know I love a quote. What is your quote and why? So my quote is one I wrote. Um, one you wrote? Yeah, one I wrote. Oh, look at you. Uh, take a moment with your dog after a training session. Process what you've learned as a team. 
Bonding is the most important thing you can do with your dog. So that's one of them. That's one of mine. And one of them. I've got two. Oh, and this is, this is for the Mancini, okay? Less is more. I, I think that might be Mancini's quote. Yeah, I know, but it's such a good one, isn't it? It's a great one. That is yeah, a cracker. It's a really good one. Less yeah. is more. Less is more. Yeah, don't overdo it. Don't overdo it. Don't push your dog. Little sessions, little brief. The dogs will thank you for it. That's fantastic. So what about you? What's yours? Well, I saw this quote a little while ago and I shared it on Facebook because I just thought, that's it. Yes, that's yeah. it. Um, I'm going to read it out. It's by Ken Ramirez, who's an amazing animal trainer. Uh, training is not a luxury, but a key component to good animal care. Everyone who has a pet should understand that basic, basic fact. Training is a way to enhance the quality of life for our pets. It's far more than just teaching a dog to do a cute trick. Training is about teaching a dog, or any animal, how to live in our world safely. Love it. It's great. That it's great. It's about preventing world. problems. Yes. Yeah? Don't come to us with the problems, let's prevent them. Yeah. Although we can help you with the problems too. <laughs> So we're going to wrap this up now. If you want to get in touch with us and ask us some questions, you can contact me at info at brontecanineservices.co.uk or... You can contact me at trailsfortalesdogtraining.com at my website or if you want to email me, trailsfortales at outlook.com. Um, I really enjoyed that. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed it too. So if you want to get in touch with anything you'd like to see in the future, please yeah. do get in touch and we will be announcing different yes, speakers. speakers we've got all sorts already yep. planned so keep your eyes peeled don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything yeah and also just wanted to touch on that if anyone would like us to cover any topics uh know any dog training tips or anything like that please email us uh, we would be happy to cover that in our podcast so yeah thanks for listening guys okay see ya bye Thank you.